When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The conversations that we've been having about the stress our Wisconsin meat processors are under Not new to us. We've been kind of following along since the pandemic unfolded. Uh, In that time, a meat caucus was formed in the state of Wisconsin made up of small, medium, and large meat processors. Their goal, to try to bring the industry together and address some of the shortages. Well, the governor has addressed it to a certain extent with some additional monies, this time around going towards developing meat talent. Kevin Ladwig's along with us from uh, Johnsonville Sausage, one of the members of the meat caucus. Let's go back and refresh people's memories, though, Kevin about how this all started, why the Meat Caucus really did come together in light of the challenges of the pandemic. Yeah, Pam, thanks for having me. The Meat Caucus was put in place about a year ago, and it was simply to really raise our voice across the state in regard to the meat industry. And uh, we did have some success in the last budget that the governor put together, and it was passed. And as you recall, there were three components that we were looking and seeking to find, and uh, and that had to do with grant monies for processors to expand and perhaps add, audit, add automation to their facility. There are additional inspectors as well to extend hours of production because of the strong demand that we were seeing. And the last one was really about talent development and really trying to really create more awareness in terms of the great careers and jobs that the industry has to offer. Unfortunately, that last one didn't get into the budget. The first two did, which we're quite pleased with. But the the recent announcement just a few days ago from Governor Evers is certainly a very welcome addition to the budget that we received, and we're quite uh, quite pleased to see that. Now, one thing that crossed my mind, though, Kevin, it's wonderful to have the extra financial support. We applaud that. But tell people what the infrastructure is like today. Do we have a lot of tech colleges that are doing this? Are there four-year universities that can address this? Or is this something where monies might need to be channeled towards apprenticeships? Yeah, I think we have a pretty good infrastructure in place right now between the tech schools that we have across the state, along with the three big ag schools in terms of UW-Platteville, River Falls, and of course Madison. So a good start for sure. But I think in addition to that, to your point, I think apprenticeships, I think internships, I think outreach from industries that can allow perhaps potential students or students to sneak peek into their operations in terms of what careers might look like is certainly going to be important as well. And and we're quite anxious to do that. The industry is very, very open. And this is one of these key areas that certainly is holding us back from making the industry even stronger than what it is today. We simply need more talent. And that uh, no amount of money is just going to make that pop up and appear. Uh, What's been going on in the meantime, Kevin? Kind of give us a state-of-the-state situation on what you're hearing from other members of the Meat Caucus. Uh, How have they figured out how to pivot with all these challenges? Yeah, I think most are simply trying to uh, keep their head above water in many cases, given the strong demand. And we're quite fortunate, right? We're an industry that has really uh, fared quite well through COVID in the sense of demand for products. It's certainly off the charts and very strong demand. You're hearing many small and medium processors that have have bookings out well into 2022 and sometimes into 2023. So the demand has been fantastic, and we certainly are excited about that. The challenges have been talent and finding enough people to really operate our plants and help support that that strong demand. So what companies have done is certainly look for automation, wherever you can automate and perhaps streamline operations is certainly a really important step to take. 
I think um, in some cases they're they're having to raise wages, certainly to attract and, and retain uh, members that they currently have today, employees they have today. And I think uh, the other thing they're doing is simply raising their voice in terms of this is a issue that we're having, and we need some help. And that's why this announcement this week was such a such a welcome announcement. This is an issue that's getting attention uh, nationally. The federal scene now getting involved, trying to mimic almost what Wisconsin's been doing with some additional funds. Uh, when you take a look at the conversation happening on the national scene, Kevin and I know you monitoring. You're monitoring it. Do they do they understand at the federal level? how difficult overcoming some of these obstacles is. It's not, like you said, just about money. Yeah, I think they're beginning to, Pam. I think it's taken some time to get there, but I think they're beginning to understand that you can't just throw money at a situation and fix and expect it to be fixed. So this is going to be a long-term thing. You know, when it comes to talent and, and labor, this is something that, you know, we just saw the $5 million announcement from our state. This is something you can't snap your fingers and really fix overnight. This has got to be a long-term sustainable plan that really raises the awareness for those potential employees. It provides an avenue for them in terms of perhaps where they are today and where they can pivot and move into our career. And then we have to have a portal. We have to have a portal so that uh, potential employees know how to kind of get in and what the industry has to offer. But this is a long-term thing, Pam. This is something that's not going to be fixed in a year or two. The industry is extremely strong. has been around for a long, long time in Wisconsin. And and this this effort will be the start of making the industry even stronger than what it is today. As I mentioned before, the demand for products has been off the charts. And I think, especially for small and medium-sized processors, this buying local and supporting local is really a trend that we believe is going to be around for a long time. So we think that demand for products is going to be there for some time. You know, I want you also to help people better understand the skill set that uh, people in the meat processing industry need to have. I don't want to give the impression, Kevin, that this is a jump in, jump out job opportunity. I mean, I've talked with some of our uh, local butchers, and I didn't even respect how much time it takes to really hone your craft. Yeah, this is, again, this is something that does take a fair amount of time. It's a highly skilled industry. Uh, folks may not think about the industry in that regard, but it certainly takes a lot of skill. It's a very uh, physically intense, uh, in many cases, industry as well. So the body needs to be conditioned. There's a lot of skills that just take time to hone and perfect. If if you were in Germany, Pam, and you went to like a butchery school over there, it's generally a two-year program in terms of an apprenticeship. And perhaps that's something that we can look at here. But that takes uh, that long for someone to build up the skill set and really the ability to perform at a high level. So, again, we're excited about the dollars coming in. Uh, It's not the easy button, and we certainly have a lot of work to do, but this certainly will get us uh, off the launch pad and really into a better place. Now, that being said, Kevin, where is the Meat Caucus training its eye next? What else could be done, are you hoping will be done? We've got Ag Day at the Capitol coming up. A lot of farmers are going to be having conversations. What part of the conversation is the Meat Caucus engaged in now? Well, I think what's what's key, Pam, is the, the Meat Caucus needs to reach out to the other livestock groups because, you know, let, let's face it, we're all connected here, right? You can't, you can't grow livestock and raise livestock without having a strong processor network in the middle to support the demand from consumers. So this is a web that has to be made stronger. So I think we're all connected here. So farmers don't get a lot of benefit or help if, if they can't have their, their livestock and animals processed at some point. That's what we saw with COVID with the backlog. 
with the supply chain issues. So we're all connected here. So I think working more collaboratively with the livestock uh, groups is certainly going to be important. We talked about the uh, the educational system, the current system and the footprint we have with the tech schools, with the three four-year schools. How does that look and feel? Do we have to add to that? Do we have to modify that? Uh, in a certain way so that we can really get more students coming through the program as well. So I think the educational footprint, I think the livestock sector, uh, along with just raising our voice in the capital, is going to be uh, what we're going to be focused on. Kevin Ladwig along with us. He is um, part of Johnsonville Sausage, but more importantly, he's a part of the Wisconsin Meat Caucus formed during the pandemic involving our small, medium, and large meat processors in the state. Like you said, the obstacles remain, the challenges remain, but now the good news, some financial support to try to help turn things around. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.